Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Hey, Lucky. Hey, Karina. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I've been looking forward to this all week. Me I'm too. so excited. All right. Have you got a coffee today? I yeah. do have a coffee. But it's just an instant. I'm going to go out straight after this, I think, because it's so early. I just have not left the house. It's been <laughs> raining. Um, but, yeah, I think that I will go straight out after we've recorded and get, you know, I really, obviously, I want something hot because it's freezing, but I still am thinking about frappuccinos 24-7. That's all I think about. Would You, you wouldn't have it in the cold weather? Or you would? Mm, maybe, maybe unless like I probably would have it with my heater turned up full blast and sit away <laughs> but like it's probably it does not make any sense for me to get a frappuccino yeah. when I'm so cold <laughs> I've got I've How got a coffee, coffee today? it's my third for the day so I tried a different pod at home that's a bit less strength because it's yeah it's my third one um from that same company I talked about last week pod and parcel but it's a pod called Taratsu which I think is like their most popular selling one um but it tastes really nice and that's good. Wait, did you guys, did you start strong and then make your yeah. like, weaker every yeah. time you've had yeah. like your second, third? You otherwise, like, <laughs> you know, it's almost lunchtime. So, like, I'll stay up so late. Does coffee if actually I one, keep like, you late up, late enough in the afternoon, yeah, it usually keeps me up. You know what's so weird with me and coffee? Like, I need it to function, but I could have one at, like, 10 o'clock at night and go really? to sleep at 10.30. Wow. It would not affect yeah, me. Crazy. Yeah, how weird is that? The missing case of Marion Barter, she um, has been missing since 1997. So she's been, what, that's like, what, 24 years um, missing from yeah. Queensland, New South Wales area. Um, did anyone guess it on our Instagram, what we were talking about? We, oh, I should have written down. Yes, we did have one correct guess. I think it's from, like, a fellow or fellow podcast oh, okay, here in Melbourne. Sense. So. I wish we could have given them a shout-out. Next week we'll be de- definitely shouting them out. Or we'll actually pop it on our Insta also because they did well, guess good. correctly. But um, I'm not sure how many people I will think, know this. I don't know if anyone – well, can I – well, it's funny because when I actually did pop that little um, Insta story up, I did try to put clues. I know you noticed it because I had like the little um, yep. sold sign and the teacher and things like that. Um, so I thought it was really cool that they yeah, knew straight away cool. who we were talking about. but. I feel like up until recently, I don't think this is or was no. a very popular case or well-known case. I think it was really Yeah, I don't really think many just... of our listeners will know much about it, but get ready, guys, because it is just crazy. And there is so much information and so many weird things. I just, yeah, it's it's a huge case, I reckon. And it's yeah, exactly. And it's not your normal missing persons case. Like I feel like you know, some people just sort of go off and disappear in, you, into nowhere, and other people sort of like you know disappear. Like they they're obviously meant for an appointment, and then you know they don't show up for that appointment. Mm. That rings alarm bells. This is no nothing like I've ever seen before. It yeah. is so very strange. strange. All right, let's get into so. it because there's so much to get through. Um, so like I mentioned, she's been missing for more than 20 years. She's been missing since 1997. And when she disappeared, she was 51 years old. So she's not young, not old, you know, but she's probably at a fairly, um, not significant time of her life, but you know, she's almost ready to retire, you know? 
So there yeah. is so many different theories, conspiracies around why she's disappeared. Like, you know, was it foul play? Was she murdered? A, a lot of people think that she's disappeared on her own accord, like she's run away. Um, she possibly has had her identity stolen and someone, you know, has killed her and taken her identity. There's People think that she's gone into a cult. Like there's just so many theories around why she has disappeared. Um but now, this year, like, she'd be, like, 75 years old now, I think. Yeah. So yes. she, if, yeah. if she's still alive, you know, she she's getting older. Like, you know, she's probably not got much time left. I know that sounds a bit mean. But, like, if if she's alive and, and people are trying to figure out where she is, like, you know, she, she's older now. She'd be retired, you know. Not only that, but obviously yeah. she left behind yeah. her family, which is um, – so, yeah, obviously she is older, but she's missed out on so many key um, events, I guess, in mm-hmm. her family's life and obviously would have affected her as well because she was yeah. very family-orientated. Like she was still very close mm-hmm. with her, both her kids. Um, but, yeah, I feel – honestly, for me, which we will obviously get into it a bit later, but the fact that she mm-hmm. hasn't been cited – or in yep. this day and age, yep, I agree. Is a red yep. flag. Um, so I think her fam, like, so she, yeah. Well, you talked about her family. She's got two children, Sally and Owen. Sally is like the big driver for all of this investigation. Like, she has just been pretty much spent most of her life trying to figure out where her mum is. And you know, she did this podcast with Channel Seven, and you know, Sally is just pretty much her biggest advocate. However. Marion had three sisters and those sisters are just kind of okay thinking that she has just wanted to leave her life and start fresh and that's just kind of what they've thought has happened and um, I think they're a little bit funny that Sally has kind of opened all this up again. Um, But, you know, once you hear the stuff that has happened, I think Sally has been right to keep looking into it. You know what I mean? I agree. And I think if that was my mum, I would be Exactly. Doing the you, you can't exact just roll over thing. and like, like, oh, yep, no worries. I'll just, you know, forget this person was part of my life and, and move on. I just, you know, I think Sally's done the right thing, especially with the stuff that's been found, you know. Yeah. And, and the fact that she's mm-hmm. never been cited since uh, 1997, I think that if. For instance, um, you know, the police or someone did get back to her and said, listen, like, or even let's just say it was her, like, Marion's friend came to Sally and said, listen, your mum sort of just wants to escape. She, she's, I, I don't even know, obviously, what excuse you'd give. But if it was something like that, like if, like, a friend or the police said, we've spoken to her, we've seen her. You know, she's happy, but she doesn't mm. want to be part of this life anymore. I think even though that is horrible and so sad, I think Sally would have yeah. know, reacted differently. Not to say that she wouldn't have kept looking for her, but obviously there's something yeah. in her gut saying well, yeah. there is something off here. So yeah, I agree. So she, in 1997, um, she sold her house. So she had like a three-bedroom house on the Gold Coast with a pool, like, and it was just her. So she sold her house and she was planning on going like on a year long holiday in the UK. She wanted to travel around Europe. She'd always wanted to go on the Orient Express. So, you know, her plan was to kind of to sell her house and, you know, do this big long holiday. And when she came back, she would 
buy a small small home, which makes sense, right? So, yeah, that was her plan. She sold yeah. her house. She's going to leave her job to go on this amazing holiday. And Sally, um, you know, said that that sounded like a great idea, like it was really good for her mum to go and do all that stuff. But since she left on this trip to the UK, she had a little bit of communication with her family and friends, like postcards and letters, and, you know, she spoke to Sally a few times. However, no one has seen her since she left for that trip, like physically seen her. A little bit of communication at the beginning, but that stopped and no one's heard or seen her since. So what, just jumping into that, so she's obviously left, like I said, to go overseas and she has kept contact, but she hasn't just no. kept contact with her kids. She's sent, you know, mm-hmm. like her sister a birthday present. She sent um, heat, like friends' postcards. There's reports that she even sent yeah. some of the students she yeah. used to teach postcards. So it's not like she jumped on the plane, maybe sent a letter or a phone call here and there, and that was it. There was reports of you know many people receiving letters postcards and obviously her sister received a present for her birthday so Mm. she still did have her family and obviously her friends and people she cared about in her thoughts when she left she didn't just just jump on that plane and you know like ease out the conversations with everyone or anything like that it was still pretty you know consistent exactly and if you wanted to start a fresh life Fair enough if you maybe wanted to hang on to a relationship with your children, but why would you go to the effort to pretty much tell most people you knew that you were in the UK? Like, especially sending it to the students, like that, that is a big thing, I think. Like, I know. You don't want to go and disappear and then, yeah, keep communication with pretty much most people, you know. I think that's that's just a bit weird. Um, yeah. But at the time of her leaving, she was single. Um, she had been married three times in her life. Um, so we might just maybe talk about those marriages a little bit. Um, so in 1967, she married a guy called Johnny Warren. He was the captain of the Australian soccer team. So he was quite like a, like a high profile guy. Um, yeah, well known. Yeah, well known. Um, and I think when he played for the Australian soccer team, it was the first year that the Socceroos were in the World Cup or something like that. So there was a lot of like attention yes. on him as a person and, you know, he was a bit of an up and comer. Um, so I think the reports as to why that marriage ended was that he was going on this big soccer tour and had a lot of attention kind of thrown towards him and he kind of just didn't want to be married anymore. And he told Marion, I just don't want to be married anymore. Um, but then there was a couple of reports and I probably don't believe these as much, but, um, a few reports that Marion was having an affair while he was away on this soccer tour. But I think most of the reports are that, that he ended the marriage because he didn't want to be married yeah yeah I saw I saw also I saw yeah quite a few yeah or like exactly what you've seen and I also saw that like his two biggest loves were obviously Marion and soccer and soccer maybe he just you know it was that little bit more for him yeah and not only that but I'm I'm quite sure that he was ah don't get me wrong but I don't know if he was moving interstate or there was an opportunity for him to move for his soccer and I don't think Marion was keen yeah. on moving with him. So obviously the marriage just broke down. Yeah, it just drifted apart. So they were only married for a couple of years. They divorced in 1969, so a couple of years married. Um, so then she, her second marriage was in 1967 to a guy called Stuart Brown. So Stuart Brown was the father of her two, two children, Sally and Owen. Uh, they had Sally and Owen a couple of years before they got married and then married after the kids were born. Um 
Again, this was a, a, a marriage that only lasted two years. They divorced it in 1979. Um, and Stuart recalls it was fairly amicable. Obviously, Marion was upset, but they kind of just drifted apart and that's kind of why the marriage ended. However, Stuart does report some minor domestic violence incidents throughout their marriage. Um, there was a story that Marion had a black eye at some point um, and Stuart said, you know, she hit me so I hit her type of thing, um, which it's probably not a detail that's really significant to this case, but, um, yeah, I think it's just something worth noting, I guess. Yeah, I found that quite interesting. And the fact that he was open yeah, to exactly. even discussing yeah. that matter, I think is, you know, what? like mm, he could have just yeah. denied it. But he, I'm quite sure on The Lady Vanishes, he, there is an episode with him and he did get a lot of like, um, you know, really bad sort of feedback on that if episode. Yeah. But he was just being himself. So I guess, yeah, at least he was honest yeah, and exactly open about what happened. Um, and obviously that was a long time before exactly she even went missing. And I know that that he, I think, was quite um mad on that episode. But I guess with as the um podcast. The Lady Vanishes developed, I think he's a little bit more open to maybe, you know, like something else did happen, whereas I think mm-hmm. he just held so much anger because of all the yep. events that she had missed yep. out on for their yeah, kids. Yeah, so Stuart's so. the father of Sally and Owen. Sally and Owen were close in age, and like I mentioned, Sally's kind of been the big driver for, for this. Um, Owen is no longer around. Unfortunately, he committed suicide when he was 27, so that was in 2002, um, another kind of major life event that Marion hasn't been around to, you know, be with her family for, which is sad. Um, and obviously any parent would, you know, you wouldn't want to just leave that type of life event for you, the rest of your family to deal with, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, Sally is kind of, yeah, the main driver because Owen is no longer around. Um, but then she was married a third time in 1985 to a guy called Ray Barter. Um, and this was again, quite a quick relationship that happened. So Ray was married when he and Marion met and he walked out on his entire family and went to live with Marion quite quickly in their relationship. And Sally recalls like kind of one day just being told by her mum that there was this guy that was going to come live with us and he was just there, like, you know, which is odd. I actually, I didn't even write this in the notes, but I, I know that in the podcast you one said day, he just literally rocked yeah, up with one like day, added he just walked down his entire family. Um, and then yeah. so they were married for how long were they married for? A while were they? I actually didn't write this down. Oh, I think gosh, it was like five know, years. I, I didn't, so. I didn't like actually was, write it down. It was longer than yeah. her other two marriages, but it, it still wasn't a long period of time. Um, apparently, Ray and Owen didn't get along at all. Like, and this ended up. Owen went and lived with his father, Stuart. And this is another kind of conflicting report. So Sally mentions that Ray was quite intimidated by Owen, like didn't like the kind of, you know, it was kind of probably like two alpha males in this house, both fighting for the same, like yeah. woman, Owen being his mum and Ray being um, her husband. But Stuart recalls that Marion was actually quite mean to Owen, which is odd, you know. Well, was that because I know that um I don't know was that Stuart or his or oh, maybe I've gotten confused because I've actually got notes that it was um, yeah. Owen's dad 
in one of the episodes. Yeah, oh, yeah. wait, sorry, that is true. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I got muddled there for a moment. Um, Yeah, that had said really exactly that she had been. And that they had yeah. this really broken that, relationship. They pretty much, once Owen went to live with his dad, it never really got mended at all. And and Stuart says that he thinks that that's part of the reason Owen committed suicide because he was just had such a, like a horrible upbringing and like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel I because obviously from what Sally had said as well, um, I think that she had said that Owen was very smart, just like a really smart, mm. like clever guy. Like I think he's was that like IQ almost being a genius was like yeah close yeah was close to a genius. So for him, obviously, um, I I can see how her third husband would have mm. been a little bit threatened by that so I feel like it's probably a a bit of yeah you know a bit of everything yeah I feel like maybe Owen's gone and said to his dad like he he hates obviously um Mm. his new stepfather um and they're quite mean to him and things like that and obviously there's two sides to every story whereas Marion could see that her husband and her son weren't getting along and in in the Mm. son's best interest it would have been for him to go and live with yeah, his father. You just so you happens, just, yeah. But Ray, Ray kind of just mentions that Owen was a bit weird and, um, yeah. And Sally even mentions that Ray at one point gave Marion an ultimatum, you know, it's Owen or it's me. So who knows what happened. But they, yeah. they divorced. Um, Ray said they just drifted apart and that was kind of the end of that marriage. Um, so yeah, she was single at the time of her disappearance. So Marion was a was a kindergarten teacher and very well esteemed. Everyone that spoke about her mentions how great of a teacher she was, and how you know it was it was literally a, her whole world. She just loved her job and loved the children that she taught, and um, she was such a great teacher. She actually won a won a teaching award in Queensland the year before she went missing. Um, so, yeah, and that, that is a common theme, isn't it, Karina? Like everyone spoke about how amazing she was as a teacher. And how much effort she went to for yeah. the children she taught from, you know, like like the activities she set up and things like She was really hands-on yeah. and involved with teaching. Like it was passion, probably yeah. her big passion. Yeah, exactly. like, it so was her passion. In 1994, yeah. so this is uh, quite a while after her and Bray split, but in 1994 she purchased a home in Ashmore on the Gold Coast because she had – been given this new teaching job um, at the Southport School, which is like a prestigious all-boys school. And her role there was to kind of start up the reception class, which I think is like a preschool, uh, so just before prep. So it was like kind of this new exciting role and she was kind of hired to kind of set up this whole preschool at, at the Southport School. Um, and, yeah, it was, a, it was a big step up for her and she just won that teaching award and, you know, everything was looking great in, in terms of her teaching. Um, but the Southport School, I think, is kind of a conversation itself because it, it, it had a lot of uh, problems. <laughs> like there is multiple reports yes. of child molestation at that school um, and during this investigation there is a Facebook page called The Lost Boys of TSS led by a guy called Bill um, who talks about kind of the constant reports of, you know, people being abused at this school. And, um, yeah, I think by the sounds of it, her, when she started at TSS, it was all really, really great. But as the year went on, things started to go a little bit downhill. 
um, so there was a headmaster hired, a guy called Luke Glover, who's now passed away, but it sounded like he was a bit of a bully and a lot of staff didn't get on with him. And I think it was reported that 11 out of 17 staff left in his first year. So, you know, that I guess can make sense that, yeah, she may have been a bit stressed, but apparently Luke and Marion got along. Yes, I was just I was just about to say all the at the start of when he started, apparently they were quite close. Her classroom was close to on the ground. He must have yeah. lived on campus. Yeah, so they were really close. Um I think she used to babysit for him and they had a really good relationship. But in that last year is where I do have a few notes that I was yeah, definitely like to get into. Something had happened. I don't know. Yeah. And like I said, he's deceased now. We we can't get his opinion, but yeah, like I mentioned, it all started off really great and then, yeah, as the year went on, she started to become quite stressed, quite short-tempered and, and that's the recount of her teacher's aide, Jane. Jane kind of mentioned that it seemed as though her personal life was coming into work each day and she was stressed, short-tempered. She was, you know, struggling to deal with, you know, just kind of daily life at, at work, bringing her emotions kind of into the classroom. And even, yeah, sorry, you go. Which... No, I was going to say, which I don't think there were any reports of that no. happening previously. Something has so ticked her something, off. Yeah. There's something and there. And even Sally kind of says there was kind of a point in time in 1997 where Marion was really stressed and Sally could see that in her. And um, Marion had actually kind of said to Sally that there was rumours floating around the school that Marion had been touching boys, which obviously is just ludicrous. But obviously a rumour like that, can really damage someone I think so of course she's stressed you know it's probably quite a stressful job setting up the whole new class but then to have rumors like that being said about you is just crazy and then Jane her teacher's aide also recounts a situation where Marion had smacked one of the boys at school um and that may go back to her being a little bit short-tempered at you know in these few months but I think the thing that I wanted to talk about here was Jane said that she reported this incident to like the education department. Do you remember that? I think, yeah, she had said that she can't remember, but she thinks, well, she's pretty sure that she did. Yeah. So can you imagine, you know, teaching for God, 30, 40 years that that Marion did being an, an amazing teacher, winning an award. And then the, you know, the education department having a report like that against you, like that would be stressful as well, you know? Exactly right. And just, sorry, quickly going back to the, so obviously Jane did say that that happened, but with all the other rumours of her touching boys, no. there's no evidence that Marion was ever involved no. with anything like that. Um, and even now on on that Facebook page, I feel like if there was some sort of involvement, as they do have a little community there, like that's something that may mm. have come to light if she was involved, whereas, yeah, as I said, there's no evidence that that had happened. But the smack, like, there's something obviously going on with her her personal life and at the school that she maybe she was, you know, short-tempered. She didn't have, I think there was maybe a few little Mm -hmm. difficult boys in that classroom and she did lose her temper. And obviously I'm sure she would have regretted it, but I guess it's something that, for a hit to her reputation, yeah, I, I guess name as yeah. a team, yeah, a reputation. And there's also a, a report that she was 
So she dated the like the maintenance guy at the school, which was all um, you know, well known knowledge. That's fine. But then there's also a report that she was dating one of the dads of the boys in her class. Um, apparently, yeah, the pilot. And, yeah, the pilot. Um, her teacher's aide said, you know, when this boy would get dropped off at school, she would run out to the car and she would go and talk to this dad for you know half an hour or something, you know, in the morning of the school day, which is a little bit inappropriate. I'm going to say. Um, and then that apparently um, one day this boy whose dad, you know, she was seeing pointed to this random lady and said, see that lady over there, my dad's going to marry her. And Marion just absolutely lost it and apparently pretty much had a mental breakdown at that point. So she obviously had quite strong feelings for this pilot guy. Um, it sounds like it was a bit one-sided, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just about to say I've got, um, and I think that, towards the end of the lady vanishes they did track that pilot down and he was speaking with police but from what they can release like you said there it wasn't an actual like d- double-sided yeah. like, double-sided like relationship yeah. like it was very one-sided so maybe she just had like a massive crush on him and you know obviously he yeah. was polite and did you know chat with her and things like that but i don't think that they actually no, had and a it sounds like marion really enjoyed being in relationships or having that person with her um so maybe it was just a bit of a blow cuz she wanted to have you know a companion maybe so yeah all of this at tss she abruptly kind of resigned in the middle of the school year um which is odd for a teacher i know like I, i've got friends that are teachers and they plan their holidays around the school year and you know Um, So I think to resign in the middle of the school year is a bit weird. But when she did resign, she requested her teaching registration to be renewed the following year. So it seemed like it was just a bit of a break. And she talked about going on this trip to the UK and she talked about it with Sally. So she resigned, she sold her house um, and she was going to go on this big trip. So she talked to Sally about the possibility of working in the UK as well. Um, And Sally thought, that sounded like a great idea and she would help her like logistically kind of make that move if that's what she decided she wanted to do. Um, but when she did resign, she kind of had one last request. Sally got engaged that year. Is that right, Karina? She got engaged um, in Yeah, well, yeah she, I, I'm not sure if it was that year, but she had recently gotten engaged. Yeah. Yes. So when Marion left the school, she one last favour that they did for her was that she requested that Sally be married at the chapel on, on the school grounds. It must have been a, a nice chapel that Sally wanted to get married in. So they granted that wish for her. But that was the end of her journey at TSS. She left in the middle of the school year to go on this trip. Um, so, yeah, she sold her house. But, you know, we mentioned before that her plan was to downsize when she got back. So I don't think that that's an odd detail at all. Um, I think she sold her house at a loss, but... Uh, People talk about that as being quite significant, but I don't really think it is. Like if you wanted to downsize, you wanted to go on this trip, like the property market fluctuates so much. Like, I don't know. I just don't find that significant as some people are making out. What do you think? Uh, see, I don't, I, I tend to agree with you, but at the same time, I feel like it happens so quickly. Like what's the rush I get for her to, you know, want to go on this, you know, amazing holiday to sell her house to downside. That all makes sense. But to do it in the space of three weeks, I think it was, uh, was it three weeks? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, it was, it was a short period of time. Yeah. It was really quick. And 
the only notes that I've got next to, you know, obviously her selling her house, what's the rush to, like, I understand that obviously she wanted to go away and, you know, go start exploring, but I just don't know what the actual, like, think about packing all your stuff Mm. and selling within, like, the amount of weeks, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's something there. I don't know what, but there is definitely something there. It's not something that you just wake up one day and think, I'm going to sell all my stuff. I'm going to you know, move. And yeah. it's different if it's something that she was talking about at the start of the year. Mm. Like, oh, I'm thinking maybe, you know, towards the end of the year, downsizing, going on a trip. Like, I feel like it's different if it's something that she did speak about regularly or things like that. But the fact that it was mid-year in a matter of weeks, I, I do find that a, a bit odd. Like yeah. there's something odd about it. And she, before leaving for this trip, she organized things with Sally, like, she gave some of her furniture and antiques to both her children. Um, she put stuff that she wanted to keep in storage and, and told Sally, you know, if I find a job over in the UK, you can ship everything to me. Um, she also left her car with Sally and said, you know, you take this car and sell your car and just put the money in my account. So she'd organised things with all her possessions before she left with Sally Um and and going back to people thinking that she's disappeared on purpose, like why would you why would you do that? Why would you organize all those details with your daughter? Exactly. Or why if if you were planning on just going overseas and starting a new life, why not just send all your stuff over there and tell your family, like oh yeah, I'm I'm thinking of staying over there, but like you don't have to tell them that you're gonna yeah you're not and actually shipping your stuff there like yeah that's. I don't know. I just find that odd. Mm. And that's a lot of effort, I think, to go to if you're not sure. Like it sounded like she was like, I'll stay over there if if it works out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. A, lot of, a lot of effort to go to if you're kind of just going to see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then so at this time where she's, you know, preparing her house, she's sold her house, she's packing up all her things and ready to go on this trip, there's a bit of a weird story that happens with, Chris, which is Sally's husband now, at the time was Sally's fiance. So Chris was helping Marion pack her house up after it's been sold. And Chris recalls this incident where he's packing all this stuff for her. Marion comes in and says, what's the time? And Chris says, it's 8.30 p.m. at night. And all of a sudden Mary's like, Marion says, okay, you've got to leave. You've got to drop me doing, you've got to go now. And he says, no, no, I'll finish packing this box and then I'll go, no, 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 you've got to go now. You've got to leave right now, you know, which is weird, right? So Chris thought it was odd but just left anyway and picked Sally up from TAFE and then they went to get dinner. And this is where the story gets weird. So when they've gone to McDonald's to get dinner, they Sally is obviously being picked up by Chris, but they're at this McDonald's and Sally f- sees her mum in, in her car, like at this same place. And Sally is trying to, you know, wave at her, make contact with her, and she's just, like, not responding to her whatsoever. And Sally remembers that in the car with her was not was a man and doesn't know much, like, couldn't see too many details but remembers him being quite tall and that he had darker skin. That was the only detail she could remember. But that is so weird that she would not even recognise her, like, say hello to her daughter, right? Yeah, that's weird. And I think that when she did spot Sally there, she tried to sort of make, 
you know, an escape, obviously, so Sally couldn't see who was in the car. Mm. And she actually got stuck in going the drive through the drive through. Yeah, yeah. And Sally ran around the corner and said, Busted. Like, mm. being like in your 20s, she had thought, like, Busted, I've caught you with like, a guy. Yeah. Yeah, with a guy. And, and, thought like do you know I mean? like that it was quite funny yeah but I find that odd because never before had she been so secretive yeah while she was dating like she had introduced I think her children to um the groundsman that she was dating at TSS yeah so she was quite openly dating and was not embarrassed about it but no. with this male in the car there was something off yeah like she, she was she didn't want Sally to see him didn't want you know, there's something really, I don't know. And obviously, like, this is why Chris was asked to leave so abruptly. Like, she, yeah. did she have, obviously, she'd gone to see this guy, but, like, yeah, it's just, it's weird. Was he coming over? I feel like he was coming over. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, wouldn't you be like, oh, I forgot. I need to grab some milk. Lock yeah, up when you're done. Exactly. Sort of, and and yep. the fact that she kicked him out of her house makes me think that he was coming to her house. Does yes. it, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, which again is is such an odd detail, but a weird story. I think like that's worth talking about, but who knows whether it's actually got any significance to the story or not? Which sounds like something is a bit off. Yeah, but so she sold her house, you know, and I think um, the weeks leading up to her leaving, she stays with a friend called Leslie Loveday. Leslie Loveday is actually the last person to see her alive, or see her. <laughs> she um. Leslie Loveday dropped Marion at the bus station to head to the airport when she left for the UK. And a weird little detail, Leslie won't speak to anyone now. But she has, she does come on later on. on down the, the I think, yeah, I think she's podcast. just, yeah. yeah, on the podcast. But she was very odd about it in the beginning. Yeah. About speaking with anyone. Um but I think uh, fair enough not wanting to speak to anyone but to Sally. Like she didn't even speak to Sally. I know. That is weird to me. But what does she I, talk about on the podcast? Like I don't, I can't remember that. So she she does come on to the podcast. She does say um, she recounts two odd um, occasions in those three weeks that she was sta- that Marion was staying with her. Mm-hmm. She recounts that she there was one night she had come home really late and Leslie had asked, oh, like, I, I don't know if it was that evening or the next morning or whatever, like, you know, oh, you, where were you? Like, oh, I don't even think she said she doesn't pride. She never, like, sort of, like, pride, asked, yeah. yeah, pride or asked um, questions that, you know, she just let who, whoever it is, like, let's say, for instance, Marion, mm. uh, tell her what she wants to tell her. But I think that she had said, like, are you okay? Or, you know, like, you're home late or something like that. And she had said, I've, oh, sorry, I locked my keys in my car. So I found that really odd that this is in three weeks before she leaves to go overseas. So already she's lying because I think that Leslie had maybe had a gut feeling that something like that sounds a little bit off. Yeah. Um, and she had actually, um, again, in that, I don't know if it was that same week or in that same time frame that she was staying with Leslie, she had said um, to Leslie that she was going to go and stay at Sally's for a night. Yeah. And that night Sally had called her and Sally had said, oh, can I speak to my mum? And she said, oh, that's quite bizarre. She actually told me she's on her way to stay at your house tonight. So oh, that's another okay. lie. Yeah. And when Sally's like, 
what? Like she's not staying here. That's when Leslie had also, I think in that same, on that same phone call had told Sally about another odd occurrence that week about her um, coming home quite late in the mm. evening and just saying the next day, you know, um, I locked my keys in the car. So I definitely think that's all pointing to there is something going that no one knows about yeah. in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Like where did she stay that night? Or what was she doing that night that she came home late? Like there is something going on there. And she kept, yeah, she was obviously keeping a secret of some kind. Yeah. yeah. And I did, and obviously I, I did find it a little bit odd as well that she didn't get Sally to drop her off at the airport. Yeah. Like you would have thought, you know, like I'm going away for a year, like I'll get my daughter to drop me off. But instead she caught, she got her friend Leslie to drop her off at the bus. Mm, yeah. Yeah. To go to the airport. Yeah. Like I feel like was she meeting someone or someone else on that bus? Like there's something there. And there was also reports that her father was sick at this yeah. time. So I find that odd that she wanted to go on this trip when her dad was not well. Do you find that yeah. weird? I, I actually I did have that in my notes. I find that extremely odd. Um that her father was ill and her daughter's planning her wedding. So I feel like that's too big. Yeah. Things in most people's lives, you know yeah. what I mean? And for her to pack up and leave so quickly, I found, yeah, I definitely think that's odd. Yeah, very odd. Um, God, there's still so much information to get through, Karina. I think we should continue this in another episode, do you think? Yes, let's split it up this week. Yeah, because uh, our last <laughs> episode last week was so long. But, oh, my God, we could talk about this for ages. But I think let's continue it in another episode and we'll talk about the weird stuff that's happened since she left for the UK. Yes, definitely. Yes. Sounds great. All right. All right, Karina. So I think we we will pick this case up again um, shortly and break this up into a few episodes because there's so much information to get through. Um, if anyone has any information on Marion, um, contact Crime Stoppers on 1-800-333-000. Yes, and a quick shout-out to Foam who designed yes. our logo. Yes, we love it. Foam is amazing. We're obsessed. Thank you so much, No worries. All right, Karina, I'll talk to you about this later on. Sounds great. Bye. Looking forward to it, Lockie. Bye. I'm just going to quickly take my jacket off. No, that's okay. Rustling because I've got like a, like I'm not, like a snow jacket on because I'm so cold. (laughs) Give me one sec. That's all right. I got the heater blasting in this room that I'm in. I don't know if you can hear it. No, I can't hear anything. Oh, that's what I was like. I'm going to be freezing. I'm going to wear a big jacket. But as soon as like, I can already hear it every time I move my arm, it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Give me one second. Pack though, because it is so cold, cold today. All right. I'm quite happy with my setup today. I got oh, a nice comfy chair with a cushion. Got a coffee, got some snacks. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I'm... Because you know I've been recording in my car, so I've I've set up the back seat. Like if you saw it, I've got like a pillow, like a huge <laughs> pillow. And I'm, most of the times I'm sitting up today, I'm spread out. Like I'm not even I'm in the back seat. I look like a freak. <laughs> uh, and you know I was so tempted all week to message you stuff and I really like I, instead of messaging you I just wrote little things down because I was like I've got to wait yeah, to yeah. recording oh so fun
stuff. <laughs> it's going to be loud. I'm so hungry. going to hear me chewing. Chew away. Mm. I, actually, I actually feel like it's a sound effect. That's how perfect you're chewing. Do you like Vegemite? Oh. No. No, um, no, no. I'm no. obsessed at the moment with Vegemite flavoured shapes. They are so oh, good. They're the best shape flavor I've ever had. And I love like shapes, biscuits, usually like chicken flavor, but these are so good. I've got literally three boxes in the cupboard. They're delicious. They're so good. <laughs> that is. Can I tell you the only time, like obviously like when I was younger, I feel like I just never, like we never really mm. ate Vegemite and stuff. But I do remember this one time, the only time I, in the last maybe 20 years that I've even had Vegemite is that I had an ulcer and my mum made me put it on my mm. ulcer. Have it's you got a salt in it. Yeah, mm. and it actually worked. That makes sense. But yeah, no, I'm right. not a fan at all. I've had a few shapes, I'm ready to go. So, hey, wait a sec, Lockie. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you from before, but are we going to drop it next week or are we going to drop it this week? I think if we drop the first episode Monday and then do this second half later in the week. Do you oh, think? that's what I'm thinking. So we'll yeah, try I to do th- like one case a week, whether it's a few yeah. episodes or not. Do you think? But only because I think at the end you're like, all right, we're going to drop, we'll, let's get back onto this next week. So I don't know if people are going to be confused if oh, that's going to be the following week. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you just want to say that tiny bit one. Should we time. record it again? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just record it just to be safe, so then you don't have to like cut too much. Okay. But maybe just say, yeah, we'll drop. Let's. Why don't we break this week up or whatever yeah. you want to say? But I just thought I'd give because I think people will be confused yes, otherwise. Yes. Okay. So should we? I'm just going to do a break, but should we say goodbye? Yeah, yeah, I reckon say goodbye. Okay. So we'll talk about um, the Instagram. Yes, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go for it. Cool.